John Sheezer, I'm here. Eric Marino. Eric. No, I gotta tell you about the Clippers. Let's just hope this shit doesn't. Tyreek Hill, catch him if you can. He running in the end zone and stretching out his hands. Sammy Watkins might take off and ever even land. And you know Travis Kelsey is the man. Nico Hardman is running faster, but I'm coming at you like a honey badger. I split domes like Chris Jones slamming quarterbacks and they end zone. Children of Andy Reid, we are the real kind of fans. We bleed. We had to build on the land to breed a championship team with the skills and the hands and speed. We wear royal blue in the spring and summer, but man, in the winter or fall, we are very red. And we can be 0 at 16, and we're still probably gonna go and get a pop at an arrowhead attack in the zone. We react with miraculous traction. We'll crack you and sack you at home, and I'm sharing the symmetry like I am Eric B. Enemy spags in the back with the tones. We're immaculate, passionate, walking right up in your stadium, trashing it, taking your check, and we cashing it home. We are back. I am excited to be here as a Super Bowl champion for the first time in my life. You know what that means. That means Eric is back. It means you're the Super Bowl champion. She's congratulations. Everybody, welcome to Sportsaholic. My name is Eric Marino, co-host with Super Bowl champion John Sheezer. John Sheezer, let's all give a round of applause to all you Thank chief you. fans out there as Always, thanks for listening. It is your day, bro. Let's get into it. Super Bowl Sunday. How did you do? You know, it was, um, well, one, I, I listeners, I had actually called Eric for advice. just wanted to figure out how to play the game the right way as a fan. You know, do I go, don't go too hard too early. Eric coached up uh, waters, mix in a lot of waters, some good food. All of that happened, and um, I think – Thanks to your coaching, I was able to enjoy the game a lot more than I would have had I not taken your advice. So thank you for that. Um, I got to say, and now thinking now, looking back at what happened, you guys down by 10, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know what I'm saying? You down by 10, and it was very much the 49ers game. And I'm thinking to myself, if any Chief fan is out there drinking, it could get really ugly. Like, it's a very fr- it could be very frustrating. There were a couple times when I thought – and I was like, oh, she's just broke something. Oh, she's just smashed something. See, look, Frustrating game for a little I was at a, uh, my buddy Mark's house. And uh, yep. Ingram was over there as well. Um, there were some significant others also. It was, just a, it was a great place to not break anything. Um, <laughs> I just – I grabbed the dog. Uh, we bonded with Chief. That's my buddy's dog. And uh, Oh, God. It's a little, you know, like sh- shitty mutt dog, you know, whatever, but little couch. It's dog. a champion. It's a champion. It's named after a champion football team. He took 50 years. I'm only 48. This has never happened in either one of our lifetimes. You're a Super Bowl champion. No, it, uh, it feels good. I've watched the game around close friends, loved ones. Um, I mean, as far as that fourth quarter goes, it just, it just happened so quickly, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're getting pass interference calls going our way, and just, bam, bam, you know, it's like two touchdowns were up, and then all of a sudden, Garoppolo's doing that 
shot put two-handed thing where he's trying to throw the ball on fourth down and it just looks ridiculous and uh i mean that's probably what the last person that took the last breath of air on the titanic looked like is exactly what jimmy wow just that just awkward just so desperate to get off that ship. also you gotta say it's like finally it's andy andy reed not only hadn't won in 200 like his 200 and 222nd win is a super bowl champion 21 years but he also he really had to bear the cross of being terrible at clock management i mean if there's one thing he was known for especially against my patriots uh on my brady's brady belichick's third super bowl champion was not being able to run the clock but here it's kyle shanahan who by the way is uh is now i'm sorry the numbers are 20 he's he has been outscored in the fourth kyle shanahan as the offensive coordinator of the falcons and head coach of the 49ers has now been outscored 46 to nothing 46 to goose egg in the fourth quarter and evidently yeah. He had he lost a 99.6 win probability against the Patriots with the Falcons, uh, whatever years ago that was, very recently, and uh, and now like a 95.2 or 95.4. I mean, win probabilities mean nothing when Kyle Shanahan, who clearly like, especially even down the down that last two minutes that they had, they had three timeouts. They could have run. They somehow wasted 22 seconds before the two minute. Uh, the two-minute warning, and we're only saved by by uh, a false start. You know what I mean? Like it was it was bad. I mean, they they let the first half. Uh, they were just they were happy to just sort of go in ten uh, ten, even though you know, know it's look. And people were were crapping on them. You know that that you know to not be more aggressive. And look, you got the uh, the offensive, the carry Kittles. Or not, Kerry Kittles, great basketball player from Villanova. If you're not familiar, high socks, warm. Right, Kerry Kittles. Uh, they have Kittles. Whatever Kittles' first name is, can't think of it right. Yeah, Greg Kittles. Great, um, you know, offensive pass interference. So, you know, that's three points they could have gotten had that not been called. Yeah, and that was a, you know, I would have never called that pass interference. It was a questionable call, definitely questionable. And yeah, then, and I also there were a couple times the Chiefs. I'll say this: the Chiefs played with a real edge. And right to the very edge, because I thought Honey Badger probably could have been flagged three different times for like, "Hey, dude, you need to calm the fuck down," because it, it's just it was yeah it was it, I don't know I heard a couple like you know talking heads on the radios um, over the past few days just be like you know it was the it was the hundredth it was the centennial year you know the refs just weren't calm like oh so so you're suggesting that the refs were like you know what let's just let them play like it's the 30s it's the 100th anniversary of the nfl so let's let them play like it's 1920 oh i think that i think the refs i think the refs made a real i mean look aside from that aside from that pass interference against kittles i mean i if you go back there's a you can see that it's it's right when uh, it uh, I think it's a it's a fourth down as it runs down with Garoppolo that they actually get a delay a game, but it's not called. You can and you can clearly see on the replay that the uh, the back judge or whatever who is ever deep in the secondary, you can see that the clock has gone to zero. It's like one one thousand, and he is putting his whistle, putting the whistle. By the way, that's a that's a cop from uh, L.A., not a cop from New York right now. I'll just tell you that. Yeah, I was going to say I was, I was like, are you gonna? 
You're going to take that police siren? I was like, I think that's... No, no, that's not my police siren. That's your L.A. Okay, okay. Uh, but, but it's like you can see him about to put the whistle to his mouth and blow delay a game. The ball gets snapped, and he takes it down. It was a very much... I thought it was very much a let-them-play Super Bowl. And also, I mean, it is... Uh, and you have to be very happy, of course, for yourself. You couldn't be happier. Uh, but, you know, super close game that then weirdly becomes that blowout uh, because of uh, Damian Williams' late, late touchdown, which, of course, had to destroy, you know, betters who were going to clearly win the game, people who had boxes. You know, if you had if you had double zeros and seven and, you know what I mean, you had, if you had seven, three, I guess one at the end, but it was a very traditional scoring football game. There were no safeties. There were no weird, you know, it wasn't like, hey, we got nine points on field goals. It was a very, hey, it's 10, 10 and a half kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, boring sort of box if you're playing your boxes. But that late game, and I, by the way, I just want to say, Damian Williams was the MVP of that game. Absolutely. It was like, you know, I know that I know that Mahomes is a. Look, did, I mean, they're really, first of all, Mahomes played his worst game of his NFL career and still won the Super Bowl, which is fantastic. And you can't count the Chiefs out. Down twenty-four to the to the to the Texans. Can't count them out. Down over ten, like three consecutive double-digit comebacks, is one for the record books. That's something that you know. Here's one of the great things that all Chief fans. This is one of the great things is you guys just set a nice little sort of playoff record that now when another team approaches it, they have to mention your Super Bowl, which is so exciting. You know what I mean? That's one of those great things when they mention, well, you know, no team has ever come back from down 3-0 except the Boston Red Sox in 2004 against the Yankees. You're like, and there's you're always damn a right they did. You're damn That's right. right. And you get that. It brings it all back. You know, it's like, you know, the one thing I said during about the game was that you can't count, as everyone said, it's like you clearly can't count Mahomes out. And you can't. What he does, you know, with that, with your speedy receivers and, you know, you have sort of, you know, you have one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in the game that now that Gronk is gone, you know, it's like you have a little bit of everything. And that Damon Williams was a, uh, was the calm in the storm. Well, and I okay. think, uh, so he's, he's inches away from no one even knowing he exists as far as Super Bowl go. I mean, I was a little upset that his first touchdown, I'm like, as a viewer, I'm just like, just, I'm like, just dive in the end zone, like get off your, you know, like, like he just ran in, kind of got shoved, almost didn't get in the end zone. Remember they re they reviewed it, and he, I mean it was you couldn't overrule it. Is what it really was because it was it was hard to actually it was impossible to keep your eye both on when his toe tapped out and where the ball was. It was literally impossible. They weren't going to overrule. So you know, yeah, that and then the second touchdown. That's just I don't know what that. I mean, look, it, it's not. He scored two touchdowns. What you know? It's at the end of the game. He rushed for over a hundred yards. He was the OJ Anderson. It's not a sexy pick. It's not. Look, everybody wants the Tom Brady's and the Steve Youngs and the Montanas. They want the quarterbacks, the Aaron Rodgers. But hey, this game, you guy got two picks. You know, there were lots of drops. He was throwing behind people. It yeah, wasn't. It was ugly. That, Real ugly. That's what's great about Mahomes. That even ugly, he could still win. But you know, it's like, hey, look. You guys are the Super Bowl champs, but I'm going to still stand up for things I believe in. Like, I know against the Texans, he threw over the line of scrimmage. He threw over the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? He did. Look, and there's just certain... Any championship you look back upon will be full of 
those calls. You have to get those calls hey, to win. You, you need Bill O'Brien to go for it on fourth down and not make it. That's what needs to and then And then freakishly – you know, cough oh, the ball up God. after you guys score. I mean, that was I was that was almost college comeback like. I mean, you know, if there's one thing to, I mean, the second quarter against the Titans is that is one of the craziest. My I, look, the only thing more amazing than that is like the Patriots coming back down 25 to the Falcons in the Super Bowl, yeah. then winning in overtime. I agree. I agree with that. I look. I was scared to death of uh, Travis Henry before the. Titans game, or I mean Derek, Derek yep. Henry, yep. Travis Henry. Sure. I think's the old uh, Bengals wide receiver who got thrown from his girlfriend's truck and killed oh, uh, w- during a domestic dispute. Yeah. Which is a, which is a lesson to the li- to the listener here. If you're ever in a fight with your girlfriend and she tries to get in your truck and drive off, or she does, let her. Don't get in the back of the truck. Um, so anyway. Yeah, I thought I I don't know. I kind of felt like the Titans may have had the Chiefs number in that game. And there's a little bit of residue left over from just the Chiefs historic playoff blunders at home where they just somehow and I know they'd won first time in 25 years, you know, last season. Um but there's just a lot of bad mojo there playoff time, but that's gone now. I I don't feel any of that. Oh, it's um, a whole new it's a whole new era. It is a whole new era. You can, by the way, I mean, look, I know before, because I was talking to some of the other KC fans and a lot of KC fans. In fact, it was weird. It was like, I mean, I, I got to give it up to you guys, especially since it's been 50 years since you've been in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was like even people wearing San Francisco Niners colors look like they were Chiefs fans. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a Chiefs kind of thing. Um, and it, it was like one of those things where the Niners – as a franchise, didn't need it, didn't want it. Their fans, I don't know what they were doing, having brunch somewhere, I think. Oh, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, and so now the Niners are, are they four and two all time? And they, cause they, they went undefeated. No, no, no. They won, they won five. five. They won five. Yeah. They won five. Five. Okay. I Montana won, Montana won four. Young wins one. They've lost. They lost the last two. They've been in now, coached by Habar and Shanahan. They lost with Kaepernick and they've lost with Garoppolo. Okay, that's right. And by the way, also, you know, it was going to be a good day for Patriots fans. As a Patriot fan, let me just have this moment. It was going to be a good day for us, regardless. It was Bill Belichick's out there smiling with his three rings. He's you know, and one of the best I mean, coaches in hundred years. What a way to silence a, a stadium of booze by just waving huge Super Bowl rings in their faces. And by the way, only had three. He's got six of them, but and I mean, he's not even counting the giant rings. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, he's. Uh, I think I'm. I'm pretty sure he's just wearing the last three. And Tom Brady's there. Gronk's in the top 100. Adam Vinatieri's there. Wait, Randy wait, Moss. Gronk's in the top 100. Sure, of course he is. He's one of the best tight ends in the ever to play the game. He's absolutely in the top 100. Somebody was a little bit. Somebody was having their seven layer dip and drinking too much. No, I and, just. Uh, I was look. I wasn't really giving a shit about the pregame. I was at that point. We were, of course, was but that was where it was like. I mean, that was one of those things. Like, I got to be honest with you. If the Patriots had been playing, that kind of shit would have been a massive distraction. So they wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like Belichick would have been in the locker. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have the guys out there. Oh, you know, Brady, Brady and Belichick would have had to be in the locker room. They wouldn't have done the bullshit. But that was a great, you know, I'm also assuming that Belichick is actually wearing the most recent three rings. Well, you know I, what I mean? The recent I, Well, the one ring that's the size of a giant African beetle 
Um, I, think was, <laughs> I think it was on his right hand. I think that's the most recent. I mean, it, that thing yeah. is the same. They get bigger, man. Well, okay. And by the way, by the way, I just went to the Hall of, Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. I saw all the rings and Cheezer and the Chiefs. You guys are going to have a ring ceremony. This is a new thing. It's very exciting. You know, it's like I'm very happy for I mean, it was very exciting that, you know, Lamar Hunt, the Lamar Hunt trophy was awarded to the Hunt family at Arrowhead Stadium. And then you guys went on to win the Lombardi trophy, which, you know, I guess you won once. But I don't know if it was it wasn't called the Lombardi trophy probably then because Lombardi was coaching like the yeah, still, still, the Packers or maybe even the you might be a Redskins coach at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was 70. No, it's um, I mean, 50, they said it was something like 78 percent of the residents of Kansas City weren't born the last time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, you know, it just. I don't know. It's like you guys wanted up. it. It was like the like the Eagles fans. I mean, you know, after the Eagles beat the Patriots, there's like a great viral video of some drunk kid out eating in the streets shit. of the crit and eating horse shit. And there was a moment where I go, as someone who'd already won four times, I guess at that point, or maybe five. I don't even remember. There was, I guess, we won five. Uh, it was like, yeah, dude. You know, I'm as a Patriot fan, I'm not going to eat horse shit now. I'm yeah, I might have. You know what I'm saying? To beat the to beat the the St. Louis Rams back in 2002, I might have eaten horse shit. You no, know what I mean? I would have certainly. I would eat horse shit. I would eat St. Louis. They ate White Castle. I I would have eaten. <laughs> I would have eaten horse shit to beat the Yankees back in 04, or maybe to beat the Yankees no, 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 any no, no, old time. Look, and the, the listeners, the first time I met Eric was the summer of 2004. So that's got, coming up on 16 years. I've known you now. Yeah. And. I remember, I didn't know anyone, hanging out at the comedy store, and uh, Ingram had taken me back there, and I just remember, mm-hmm. you were from Boston, and you were you go, I will suck a row of dicks for a World oh, yeah. Series. A row oh, of yeah, 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 and, yeah. Yeah, I'll suck a row of dicks. Yeah, and that was, I was like, who's the uh, suck a row of dicks guy? Uh, for, hey, for that's, that's dedicated fandom. I like his fandom. <laughs> and, uh. I would have punched my mother in the face to get that too. I also that was also little, something little I said. Little did you know. Three months later, um, four months later. Um, but yeah. I well, that, that was a, it. Was a tasty row of dicks, man. It was <laughs> yeah. it was the, worth every. I tried yeah. to to do the Philly eating shit thing as a joke for a while on stage. I made it to about maybe April of that year, but I'd be like, you know, the 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 premise was essentially Philly. You know, there's like, who's the best fan? It's Philadelphia. Like, you know, it's like the, they they eat horse shit there. That's how much <laughs> they like their team. I mean, just to take for a moment. They I mean, and then there's shit. a there's a point where they eat, they're also Carson Wentz is their quarterback, and maybe the entire game has passed him by. <laughs> you know, we're on to look. You guys, you know, it's one of those things like flashy offenses sometimes. The Patriots beat Goff. You guys had you guys struggled until right till the end, and that was sort of like, you know, that's the interesting thing about Mahomes and your whole offense. Uh, Hill compliments to all you uh, Watkins. It's impressive because you guys broken plays when it's when he's running around, he can find guys. It's very very. It's that's hard to defend. It's I mean, and when you hear people like uh, on Fox Sports and ESPN talk about. The over under at three Super Bowl victories before Mahomes retires, you know, and 
Like that's the bar that they debate at, and you're just like, man, two more of them can't get in. No, no, I mean you just can't. Like, look, it. The, the one thing now, I mean, like, as a Patriots fan who's now as a, with the baby, we went to nine. Yes. You know, in 20 years, we've gone to nine Super Bowls. But and there's a lost, certain point. you lost how many in a row? Three. Oh. No, no, no. We we lost two. We lost the two ones to the Giants, then come back against the Seahawks, lose to Philly. I mean, beat it, beat Atlanta, lose to Philly, win the Rams. Um, but that's one of those things. Like, I mean, I hate to say it, it is just a football game, and there's a point where you win games and you lose games. You know, you guys came out, went three and out, and punted, and then you know. The I, I I made a joke about you know the 49ers have a punt returner something Smith James Jr. Rick James Jr. I don't know Richard James Jr. I don't know but I was like I've never heard of this guy I bet you he muffs the punt and he did you know oh, it's like that, the, that, the bu- that was the first thing that got me off the couch like it's just there's something about a play like that in football it's the only sport because um, in baseball even with the home run like you sit there and you watch it and then you get up and celebrate but. Like when he dropped that punt, I was on my feet oh, yeah. in a probably a quarter second, maybe a half a second. But sure, uh, and then just like oh, I mean, but everybody in the room, you look around, and then everyone else is standing up all of a sudden. Hey, Bosa came by and just took the ball. Uh, Mahomes had the ball stripped from him twice. Once he got it back, and once it bounced and went out of bounds. But I mean, those are also. If he was in a different position or something else happens, I mean, yeah, but that those bounds, are that goes back to that to one of those plays where it's like, was that hitting? Was he sliding? And I'm like, well, he was pretty close to the end zone, so it's like I don't really, I didn't really think it was a dirty hit. Some some cheese. It wasn't a dirty hit. He took the ball right out of his hands. That's like, hey man, it's yeah, a Super Bowl. You're gonna let that? That was it was a let them play. And I do feel like after the. I mean, it was interesting. I mean, after the sort of uh, debacle with the Saints and the Rams in last year's NFC Championship, I think it was like, I think the refs really didn't want to be part of the story. And the great thing is, they're not. I mean, you know, you can people can complain about the Kittles PI or not, but I mean, I wouldn't have called it because it didn't look like that in live time. But I guess fine. Yeah, it, you know, I didn't mind. I didn't mind at all. Um, of course you did. <laughs> of course you didn't. Worked out, uh, worked out just fine. Um, and I wanted to ask you, uh, get some more advice from you. Uh, sure. With the over under being set at three Super Bowls here, how how oh. much should I invest in Super Bowl merchandise? Look, it, let me be honest with you. It's like the this first. Is the first I mean, one. This is the first one. It's it's. It's sort of like I, maybe I think the I, only one. I'll I'll compare it to the Reds. The Red Sox was like. I have like a whole bookshelf or it's like a whole bookshelf or three quarters of a bookshelf of Red Sox 2004 stuff. And then plus T-shirts, whatever. Right. And then and then there's like 07. I have like a quarter of a bookshelf. 2013, I have like a magazine. (laughs) And like from 2018, the Red Sox, I have. Some pins? <laughs> They're pencils, a point. actually. So they'll be gone. Oh, no. They'll be gone one day. No, 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 no. I mean, pins for your, like, your, for oh, your jacket, for your, for your lapel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't have any, I mean, I had a ton of stuff from the Rams first. I mean, when we, the Patriots beat the Rams in St. Louis, 
I I had a bunch of stuff. I have a you know, I have all I have all the papers. You know what I'm saying? I have all the Vinatieri because Vinatieri kicked that thing. It's a great. I mean, I think I have five copies. You know, different newspapers. And then you know they beat the Rams last year, and I don't have a damn thing. Like I don't have any Super Bowl merch from last year. <laughs> yeah, because that was just game nine. Sixth. <laughs> no, I mean, there's also a point where you go like, "Hey, I'm a 48 year old man, and I already I already dress mostly like a 12 year old with money." You know, so there's a certain point where you're like, "I can't." Who gave you that? Somebody said that to your face one day, didn't they? No, That's it's like, like I I just realized that. Like I look I looked at my closet. It's like I have. I have Red Sox Reebok shoes. I have Patriot Blue Suede shoes. I, <laughs> Dude, you do. You know, you do. You know, it's. But that's a common. You know, there's thing. like. I mean, Lucas Hurl has a pair of Dodgers vans, and uh, you sure. Know, seen some. Lately. Well, I mean, we get I, we get it because of our lifestyle. We get away with it a little bit more because yeah. we that's we can wear that. That literally is our business attire. We can wear these things on stage. It's colorful. Sometimes it identifies, it helps you identify with the audience of where you're from. Hey, that guy's a Red Sox fan. That guy's a, you know that, you know, it was like when I went on the road years ago, it was in 03, I was having a real tough time uh, doing material, especially it was like around the Iraq war time uh, in summer of 03. And I was having a real tough time in uh, up in the Northwest, Oregon and, and Washington, because I think I came off as like a, uh, I just looked like a Hollywood liberal smack mm-hmm. mouth. You look like you know you're what I mean? sucking with dicks for a World Series. <laughs> well, no, I hadn't because it's 03. So, uh, but, up. But, uh, but then it was one of those things like I, I, about, I was a two-week run, and I put on uh, about the midway through, I started wearing my Patriots Tom Brady jersey, and that made me look – instead of wearing like a suit jacket, you know, somebody from Hollywood, I looked like just another – I didn't look like some liberal Hollywood elitist talking down to you. I looked like a guy talking smack at the end of the bar – you're just, hey, man, it's red, yeah. white, and blue. It's Patriot. It is America. You're saying, hey, man, let's just, you know, it's it's a bar debate. You're just a loudmouth. No, you go, yeah, you go from being like the guy in the jacket, and they're like, dude, I don't even wear jackets to weddings. This is the type of audience to, you put on the jersey, and now now you're Deborah's husband, the Yankee from New England. Ex- exactly, exactly. Like, so there's that. I mean, that's one of the things. That. We can talk. But the other thing is like. Jacket. It's like, look, guys, there's also a point where I just want to say there, it's like, remember, and I can say this specifically to Chiefs fans, nothing is guaranteed. Tom Brady had a perfect regular season, almost had a perfect 19-0, and then, and then it was like the next season, he didn't last the first quarter until your Bernard Pollard came and wrecked his knee. Like, you yeah, know, it's like... we got screwed on that one, too. I mean, the Matt Castle years, I, I mean... No, 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 no. Don't talk... What I'm talking about, I'm not talking... All right, so we, all right, we had technical problem. Okay, you were saying nothing is guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. Look, Tom Brady had almost want, almost had a perfect season, and the very next year, in the very first quarter of the next season, your Kansas City Chief Pollard came in and broke his, you know, shattered his knee. Wait, wait, so same, what I'm saying is, the same look, Pollard from ESPN, uh, Bernard Pollard. <laughs> oh, okay, no, never mind. Anyway, sorry, sorry, David Pollard. You know what I'm saying? It was like it's one of those things where you guys have a great quarterback. Enjoy it while it happens because, look, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, one of these great mobile quarterbacks that can throw on a dime is eventually going to get hit and broken like Michael Vick because it's football. It's a collision sport. Everybody gets broken. Tom Brady lost the season. Peyton Manning had four surgeries on his neck that he only revealed three at the time. What we're saying is every quarterback gets hit and kind of broken. 
you know, uh, Randall Cunningham and uh, Dan Marino played with like dead men's Achilles uh, tendons in their heels. And if it happens to Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, these guys with their mobility, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, it doesn't necessarily come back, you know. And so enjoy what you have. Don't be the guys that are upset because you're not the Miami. You know, you're not the Miami Heat. Don't be looking to the future when you enjoy the present. Okay. Buy all the, nope. you know, and, and also buy all the buy all the sweatshirts you want, guys. Go, go to that's the. That's what I wanted. Okay, because I've got one coming, and then my cousin he's already sending me a shirt, and apparently my mom's sending some stuff out also. So, looks like I'm already at three shirts, a hoodie, and two shirts in only two days as we record this after the Super Bowl. So, I like my pace. I'm off to a hot start. Yeah. And by the way, I also, it's like, hey, I just want to, let's get a quick thing in. Let's give it up for Kansas City, Kansas. They didn't get enough credit. You guys are right across the river. I know the Chiefs technically play in Kansas City, Missouri, but as someone who spent time with you, your family, been to the, been to Royal Stadium with you, it's, you know, let's also give it up for both Kansas cities, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. All right. It takes not just a village to raise a Super Bowl champion, sometimes it takes two villages. I mean, you know, Two New England take credit takes we we take all six states of New England. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, and, and no one dare tread on them. Remember that. Don't even, <laughs> don't even think about it. Um, well, and look, in all these years, I think Kansas City was founded. I mean, I, I'm just going to throw out 1859. That kind of pops into my mind for some reason. But um, Kansas City, Kansas was founded a few years later. But it was all a ploy. You know, it was like, hey, come live in this new neighborhood that's really in the swamp. But they name it Kansas City, Kansas, in the hopes of luring some settlers across the, the Kansas River over to the Kansas side. And so if you're not familiar, there are two city halls, the Kansas City, Kansas City Hall, Kansas City, Missouri City Hall. And you can see um, one from each other, you know. So uh, and every concert, not every one. Some people actually know, but so many concerts, you'll hear, how are you doing, Missouri? And then they'll be in Kansas, and then people will be like, you're a fucking idiot. And then, or they'll be in Kansas, yeah. vice versa. Um, happens all the time. So wasn't surprised. Um, I remember when Alex Gordon, like, re-signed his contract. Uh, like, the governor at the time, Brownback of Kansas, was like, should have signed it in Kansas. You know, you could have saved all this money on your property taxes and then somebody somebody retweeted was like he doesn't uh he doesn't live in kansas he lives in nebraska and then he's like (laughs) he's just like no one no one cares about what you think and just got like ten thousand reach anyway it's a common hey by the way is that thing true did andy Reid really say that after after winning the super bowl he what he really wanted was a cheeseburger A, a double I, he he'd settle for a cheeseburger, maybe a double, and that's the most. That was a great. That's a great, a very Andy Reid. I love that he said that. Yeah, it's the most Mormon way to celebrate a Super Bowl victory. Oh, I didn't, he's a Mormon. Yeah, I okay. I'm pretty sure he is. I, I I'm not gonna say a hundred percent. I mean, he coached at BYU. I mean, I'm not not. I'm sure there's some non-Mormon coaches. I yeah. I, I was under that, the impression but... that he had Mormon roots. That's all. All right. And that's um, so, and and he's celebrating the Super Bowl by eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, he's Mormon. He's got to be Mormon. Who else would it's do great. that? Uh, it's the Andyus Reed thing to do. I, I mean, that's on on brand, you know. And th- that's the reason why 
the look to sustain this excellence over the years to come, whether that results in a Super Bowl or not, but the fact that he's the player's coach, and you, I've never seen so many players be so vocal about how much they love a coach before. I've just Yeah, I've, people still saying that about people played from the Eagles, but the one thing, I've, and I'm glad he won a Super Bowl, because I have to tell you, how can I say this? Andy Reid has been, he's always a big guy. I mean, he was big when he was in that punk pack and pass and kick thing when he was a kid, but he's always been so big that in a weird way, I hadn't noticed how big he's been getting over the past couple seasons. Cause all of a sudden when you're seeing all the, you know, all the profiles on him, I'm like, he really got a lot bigger more of a weeble body. Like he's putting, he's packing the pounds. In fact, I was worried that if he didn't win the Super Bowl, the next time we were going to see him is on my 600 pound life. And which, you know, I- which, by the way, guys, if you're feeling bad about yourself, watch your 600 pound, my 600 pound life. You'll feel better. It's uh, especially when he dons that. It's like that red Chiefs. It's like that yeah. coach slicker. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, not a, coach not a good look. It's not slimming. <laughs> yeah, you look at it and you're like, wow, that's like a, that looks like a McDonald's Playland ride or something. Like, there, should be, <laughs> there should be like a slide coming out of that thing. Yeah, he is a gigantic. His, he has the body of a beanbag chair. He does. But uh, and, and the brain of a football Einstein. And I love Andy Reid. I'm sorry I made fun sure. of Wait, I did not mean to do that. No, I actually, uh, his daughter years ago um, was a nurse at the same uh, retirement facility my grandfather was in. Oh, yeah. And she was just the best. My grandpa loved it because she talked football and all this stuff with them all the time. And that is the one thing. If I ever meet Coach Reed, the big chief, um, and I know locally everyone calls him Big Red. Nope, he's the big chief in my mind. Um, sure. That's big the Red thing I'm going to point out to him. I'm like, hey, your daughter's awesome. Because it really did. It's like, you know, I think my grandpa was 90 from years 94 to 90 until he passed away when he was 97 was there so uh, hey i visited him there he's a great great man great place good community i'm glad that's uh not making connections everybody yes um you got it but no so coach reed you know maybe i hope he just had that single you know maybe i don't know if you needed the double um and uh maybe you lose maybe you get uh get to swim in or walrus in or whatever you want to do um the mustache grew also it was weird. It's like it, it, in proportion to the waist or something. Yeah. It seems a lot thicker. I, I'm hoping he eats his feelings a little bit less now that he has gotten this off his back. There's a little bit, you know, have the double burger, but after that, you know, some spinach. You know what I mean? Let's have some uh, Let's have some water. I mean, it's not just the fans. I mean, when you have Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, I want coach here as long as possible. It's like, good. That sounds like a 12-year commitment. As a fan, that sounded about like a 12-year like he didn't. Oh, but I yeah, but you can't tell Andy. I mean, what's Andy? What's the arteries in Andy? Like you look at Andy him, Reed's like, heart man. He's only sixty one. You know, Ugh. like you yeah, yeah, hear, yeah, he rocks the big body for a couple more years, and then really the wife gets on him hard at about sixty three, sixty four. Mm, no, like I feel it's like a Clinton had to get. He like get, he gets that heart stent and then loses weight. You know, like Bill Clinton had to. Yeah, I, I kind of see it playing out like they they're listening to When I'm Sixty Four by the Beatles, and he has this like like this awakening and he's like i'm gonna get my life together i'm 64 and then he just starts hitting the gym bam that's gonna push him to 72 as a chief's coach so 11 more seasons there it is so again congratulations (laughs) all chief fans out there you did it you got it 
You know, and now Andy Reid, by the way, now they got one. He said he set the right uh, sets the sight on two, and that's exactly. Don't worry about three, everybody. Worry about two. You know, because I'll tell you, those Baltimore Ravens are out there. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like remember how you guys you guys went into this season with unfinished business after what happened with the Patriots in overtime in the AFC Championship. Yeah, the, Frank, the, yeah, yeah. the Ravens, the Ravens, and who knows what's going to happen with the Titans? There are going to be, uh, you know. There are some sharks in the water. Okay, that, I was going to say earlier with the Shanahan, you know, the halftime thing. That see that that killed the Chiefs, and in my opinion, really cost them the the game against the Patriots, the AFC Championship in eighteen nineteen season, because they were trying to go push it at halftime. They had like fifty four seconds. Anyway, they like three real quick incomplete passes, and the Patriots come yeah. down, score a touchdown, I believe. Um, yeah. Right before half. And uh, so, you know, whatever. Anyway, that was running through my mind. Every time someone was bitching about it, I'm like, yeah, but I've seen the other side of that. And it looks horrible. It's really deflating. Hey, look, going. man, I was like, look, I'll go back to your very first play from scrimmage was that pitch for seven yards to Williams. And I was like, whoa, they're coming out different than you usually do. But then you went a quick two. And I mean, you just the next two plays went nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. second and third, second and three, third and three, and nothing, and you're punting, and you're like, you know, that's one of those frustrations. As as a as a Patriots fan with Josh McDaniels, sometimes you're just like, oh, you know, when a run only goes one yard or a pass is incomplete on first down, you know, it's like bo- two interceptions. Both interceptions were thrown. I think it was second and twelve for Garoppolo, and maybe third and twelve or third and thirteen for. Um, for uh, for Mahomes, you know, it's like once you get yourself into a bad situation, sometimes you push something, and it, you know, it's it's so interesting. I mean, it's a weird thing that sometimes you guys, you know, we talk so much about how great this offense is or how great this defense is, and it's in some ways to look at it, you're just trying to br- the defense is just trying to break your stride. Let we can't let them have three good plays. If we can stop them one time. You know, third and two, third, whatever it is, we can just stop them. It's like it never happened, and all their so you're punting. It's interesting. That's the bend don't break mentality. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just keep thinking about the defense too, and just waiting, just the entire game to get a three and out. You know, whereas the Chiefs just, you know, the first series, like you said, just three and out like that. But I think it was. Six minutes left in the fourth, I think, or five, or whatever it was. But it was getting down there, and then all—I mean, it was like, you know, how, how the hell bad. it ended up being an eleven-point game is somewhat a miracle since you were down by ten at the start. I mean, it's crazy. But then it was like it—it it, in a game of inches, the inches add up to miles. It was like they were trying so hard to stop Williams, they had to stop him that when he got to the outside, he was gone, and it didn't matter. I mean, it was a, in a sense, it was a garbage touchdown. It just affects betters and everybody else, and it makes you guys feel better because, you know, you guys will back in history like, yeah, we killed them 31 to 20. But you know that you were really holding on to your jockstrap until about two minutes, minute 50, something like that. Yeah, it was for Williams, you know, that second touchdown. Now when he autographs balls down the future, should have been Super Bowl MVP, two touchdowns, 118 yards rushing, you know, or whatever the – I mean, dude, there was a point where I mean, my early pick for M- MVP was Debo Samuel's of the of the at the Forty ers one. That guy was doing everything. <laughs> that guy was, I mean, and it was it was sort of frightening the way they were getting. There was a point where I think three consecutive plays they got ten yards, ten yards, uh, seventeen a yard. You know, it was like boom, boom, big chunks. 
Yeah, it's you know it was the weird. It was weird, you know, win the AFC Championship two weeks ago, and you get that that bye week, and then sure. leading up to that, I'm like, dude, cannot wait. It's gonna be nonstop, twenty four hour Chiefs coverage, national news. You know, all all things Kansas City. Every show mm. is gonna be talking about it. You know, and then everyone woke up Sunday morning, and Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter. Crap. Now, see, that's actually, you know what, Cheese, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't know how we were going to get to Kobe, but it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, I, I couldn't figure it out. Like, was it me as a Patriots fan? Like, hey, my team isn't in it for the first time in three years, you know, that I'm just not reading it. Or is it the Kobe thing that just put like the whole Super Bowl week was just kind of, you know, like PTI on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. Uh, was all about Kobe, not anything about the Super Bowl at all. And they were doing it from Miami. You know, they weren't, I mean, then they did it inside instead of outside by the pool. It was a very somber. I mean, all of Kornheiser and Wilbon was just talking about the legacy of Kobe and what this means. And, you know, you know, and then there's a point where you're in LA, you know, maybe you want to talk about, especially as a Chiefs fan who was in LA, tell me a little bit about what it was like. You know, I've heard it was very somber and it was, it went on for, you know, <laughs> Hundreds of yards, if not a mile, of just Kobe paraphernalia, teddy bears, letters, you know, T-shirts, thing being left that I guess, you know, Vanessa Bryant is all asking being shipped to her or cataloged. I mean, what it was like to be there. She's, you were right there at Staples Center. It, uh, it just, just the weird, eerie vibe, like, across. It's the most together, I, I'd say, I've ever felt, like, with fellow Angelinos um, yeah. in all my years here just because everyone was kind of on the same level, you know, and even like the dirty homeless crackhead people even seemed like they were chilling, you know, yeah. um, but just, you know, locally the same as nationally, just, every, just all over, you know, just nonstop, um, you know, stories, you know, what it was nice locally, those people that had covered him for his entire career, you got to hear a lot of, you know, real awesome, you know, incident, incident <clears throat> instances, excuse me, of Kobe going out of his way to, you know, this and that. And I see, I hated Kobe Bryant as a player. Me I just, too. I didn't like his smugness and the, his little smirk smile thing. Just thought it was kind of fake and just, um, like the Moby, the, the Mamba mentality is not something you should actually want your kids. Right? You should not raise your kids with the Mamba to have the Mamba mentality. Yeah, it is a me first. Yeah, it's very. It is a me a first lonely, mentality. Lonely life. Um, yes, to, to be the Mamba. Um, Who is but, actually? Let me just say this. I also, it, you know, it's like he copied a lot from Michael Jordan. Of course, the fist pumps and blah blah blah. You know, the shooting guard, you know, he'll always he'll never be the greatest shooting guard. So he can't be the greatest player of all time. He you know, he didn't he can't win without a big man, which Jordan did. Uh, but also you did he, not disrespect the three headed monster of Cartwright, Winnington and uh, Will. Perdue no, no, right it's now. Cartwright. He went early with Cartwright. That's the only center he really has. But Luke Longley and Bill Winnington, come on, man. Come but, you know, the Mamba, the, the Black Mamba. Let me just say this. The Black okay, Mamba, okay. Uma Thurman from Kill Bill still lives all right the original he you just i'm against giving yourself a nickname you know yeah, now right. now both lebron and ad have tattoos on their thighs with the mamba and the eight and the 24 it's like guys it's like 
you know, you're celebrating this eight and 24 that he has two numbers retired. It's like it's involved with a rape allegation that he tainted the number eight and had to have a new number. I mean, it's, What's you know, even, hey, like I'm not trying to be Ari Shafir here and get like, canceled. I'm just saying, you know, hey. And that's the I, thing. I, I, the, I, like, as far as the allegation is concerned, like that, that was even that whole thing was weird where, you know, it's like you got three other semen uh samples from three different other guys there and like just the fact sure he also settled out of court apologized saying but he knew that it was like while he thought it was consensual the 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 person who made the accusations didn't find that way it's like hey man he got charged i mean he didn't get charged that he immediately you know it's like there are stories that when he got when he got originally questioned he immediately ratted out shack and said shack does this all the time it's like that's not a teammate that's not Hey, Mamba mentality, guys. That's not a teammate. That's not somebody you want on your team. You yeah, think it's very you do. Gary V. Um, but uh, no, it's like, but he did. Uh, you know, I just I've never seen anything like so. Just, I mean, this is not even the only thing I can honestly like. And thinking, uh, I sat back and thought about this, like on a citywide level. You know, something like something horrific, like. The terrorist attacks, like in Boston, I mean, not even to compare it to nine eleven, but that's just the amount of shock people were in. No, like, you're saying it was no, you're saying more like the the Boston Marathon bombing. Right, right. You know, you know, because now we are in. A, I've seen I've seen Kobe strong signs. I mean, here's two comparisons. One is like because I think he, you and I both agree. We've talked about this off air that it got a little bit much. In some ways, it's like it's a it got a little overwhelming. And so the first comparison. I'll make is like Princess Diana. He was Los Angeles's and and millennials Princess Diana. Incre- you know, someone who's like exactly. during the whole social media, it's like Kobe was the star during the entire 2000s. Like, you know, from 2000 to 2016, you know, he was the guy and he was a guy who's very prominent and you know, it's like he is what he is what celebrity and greatness does look like, you know, especially on the court. But, you know, there are points where, you know, his 61 or whatever that was in his final game was ridiculous and terrible and over-celebrated. Much like, by the way, Princess Diana, everyone got a little overwrought about that. But I would say I was trying to figure out, you know, a comparison. And I realized, you know, if Big Poppy David Ortiz had died when he got shot in the Dominican Republic, that might have been something of the same outpouring. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Because yeah. because there's a weird point where I mean there was a point where we all watched what we said because especially what happened with Ari Shafir and his comments about Kobe, but there was a certain point where people were overdoing it so much that I was like, you know, if Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen had gone down in a similar helicopter accident, I think a lot of people would have been like, well, he was a cheater when he broke his phone. Like they would have come out hard, just like somebody. I mean, and Tom Brady never been accused of rape. You know, which also, just to say this, just to be out there, Ben Roethlisberger has got two rape allegations against him. You know, there are lots of bad guys we've rooted for. I personally rooted for Aaron Hernandez, who's a murderer. You know, some people have rooted for O.J. Simpson, alleged murderer. And <laughs> Aaron murderer. Hernandez raped dudes, too. Hey, and also O.J. Simpson in the 100 greatest players, but not mentioned. <laughs> and but in Abathal, Jackson... Bamson, not present. <laughs> I does sort of feel. I do feel. And let's go into the final phase of this. She's because I, no, I, I, I know we're going to go. I, I did with the Kobe thing. Like I wanted to, even though I wasn't a fan. I, you know, I work downtown during the day, 
and I went down there, and it's maybe a half mile. And after, finally on Thursday, I'm like, all right, I, I want to go just, I don't know. It wasn't even necessarily a pay my respects, but um, I I kind of just wanted to to see the outpouring, you know, and kind of sure and get a close, you know, see what that felt like, you know, up close and just un unbelievable. Just how many one, how many people were there? This was by Thursday. I mean, I described it to many people as you could have taken all the posters basketball shoes jerseys flowers and filled up you know mm. an entire football field with how much stuff there was just i would like someone to quantify how much it's all worth i mean like what do you think it cost you know what i'm saying if you looked at every, this shoe this toy this flower if you could hey like you know 32 million dollars was or whatever a billion dollars whatever number is i'd be i'd be very interested in like how much money did people put out there in remembrance I, of kobe yeah i saw a lot of really nice like legit, like a, a couple times I actually looked at something and was like, "Man, that that was at least eighty dollars," you know. And um, right, what I and I hope they should do this. I I mean, I I don't know, maybe send an email to somebody just as a suggestion, but they should take all those jerseys, posters, and letters, and because they'll they'll be a Kobe museum somewhere. In no, no, this. everything has been Vanessa Bryant. The family has requested everything, so. Uh, they they cleared everything out. They were gonna they're gonna categorize they're gonna catalog everything, and it's all gonna be uh, she will. It's all gonna be given to the family. I mean, it's gonna be containers and containers and containers. But that is happening. Oh, okay. um, the only Good. and the one the one last thing I want to say, and she's maybe we agree on this about the out the oh we think it was a little bit over. Of course, it's a tragedy. You know. You know what? I'm was, gonna it, stop it, you there. I'm gonna say, and it did ruin my Super Bowl week. At least the first couple of days. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to say it ruined the whole Super Bowl week. You know, it did. Uh, as far as coverage goes and me being – it was just a huge distraction for me. Just because, yeah. like, my girl I work with, she's all crying. And my guy, my, my boss is like, did you hear about the Kobe thing? She's like, why am I, Why do you think I'm so upset? And he was like, that was, that was yesterday. <laughs> or that was two days yeah. ago. This was on Tuesday. I mean, I do understand it. Like when I was like nine, and and John Lennon died. You know, I I was so upset. I had to go outside of class. I was eight or nine or whatever the hell I was. You know, sometimes. But I was a child. You know, I mean, I do think right now in America we are so divided on everything that it's like everybody could agree that nine people dying. You know, little girls and their parents dying is a tragedy. And well, with Kobe, it's like. Everyone. And all, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so most of us, but that was, but that's what I'm saying. It became, I'm saying it was like a grief volcano and it's like, we can't agree about Trump or the impeachment. We can't agree about the Iowa caucuses, but you know what we can all do? We can all explode with grief about Kobe. And I think as you and I know, when you saw it, like there are, there are memes about Kobe with, with Paul Walker in heaven. It's like, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's a little much now. You you know, as I think yeah. you posted it, it jumped the shark at a certain point. Yeah, yeah And again, yeah. that's no disrespects. Please don't cancel our careers. Not that we really have any. No. But, you know, it was a, but I also, I, and I don't know, so let's, let's transition to one final phase. I mean, Cheezer, it does sort of feel like, it already felt this way anyway, but I mean, I, I, it's like, okay, now LeBron coming out now, now he's a real Laker. And it certainly feels like, hey, the Lakers are going to win the championship, you know what I mean? Like, it feels almost preordained now. And more than that, with everything that's already been going on with the cheating scandal in baseball, 
that look the the Red Sox might trade Mookie Betts, their best player, and and it could be it could be a very LA year with the Lakers or maybe the Clippers, but then the Dodgers in the World Series. You know what I'm saying? It's like it has a weird feeling that the death of Kobe is going to lead to a big LA year. And then also remember that both the Rams and Chargers opened the stadium down in Hollywood Park. Yeah, all star. It could be game, a real big ba- LA year. Major League Baseball All Star Game at Dodger Stadium this summer. There you go. Um, but LeBron, speaking of fake, as I called Kobe earlier, LeBron with his little speech, he pulls out the paper and he's like, "You know, I was going to read off. I don't need this shit. No, you weren't going to read off of it. That's just uh, that seems. I don't weird. know. See, I laughed because I saw him looking at the ground during the speech, and I was like, "Well, what did I say?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like trying to read it like. Like writing notes on your hand, like you're on. I always have to do that. Like write the name of the comic I have to bring up. That if, if I don't yep. know, uh, Mitch. Damn it, is that a G or an S? Uh, I know I can't read my own writing. And and uh, you know uh, what was I going to say? By the way, I'm just going to say it. It means spirit. If you want, Kobe would have wanted the Lakers and Clippers to play. They should have played. It would have been more powerful. Instead, they went against the Trailblazers, and you know who the and you know it was Damon Lillard who had the mama mentality, dropped fifty, fifty four, something like that. It was like, you know, it's also a, to me, it's always you know, whenever you do big events in front of a, they do big events in front of a crowd, uh, you know, sometimes you lose the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of spent energy uh, leading up to tip off. Uh, and if you were curious, tickets upper deck for that Friday night game against the Trailblazers. I believe regular I season game number forty-seven, uh, six hundred and eight dollars. Wow! For the which, upper by deck. the way, conversely, the XFL starts this weekend. She's and what? you can go see the New York Guardians starting at thirty dollars. Just to say, you could be in you could be in the ground floor of the XFL. And I'll tell you this: I went to the XFL back in Los Angeles. Back in the one season it had, and I did attend and still have the tickets up from the million dollar game where Tommy Maddox and the LX Extreme brought down the um, brought down the only XFL title in history until, of course, this coming year. But you know, you also see- by the way, the XFL really should have taken a break. We could use a week or two off of football. I would have started in March, but that, that's me. that was when UCLA's Tommy Maddox came home to lead. The Los sure, Angeles. and that all, but also rekindled his career. He got he ended up playing for the Steelers. He That's hate right. me ended up playing right. all those kind of guys. Did he back up uh, Charlie Batch, wasn't that? <laughs> or vice versa? Yeah, that was a, or that Cordell was a, Stewart. Wow, good one. Good one. She's good one. She's great quarterbacks. Um, and so you're saying that, and you're going with me that it's like the Red Sox are going to probably trade Mookie Betts, maybe David Price, go into the Dodgers, and I think that's going to be the big makeup call that somehow. Well, the Astros screwed you in 17, and the Red Sox got you in 18. So we'll just give you 20. Yeah. I, Dodger fans. I don't know. I don't know. David Price, hopefully, I don't know what his deal is. I mean, whatever. He, he'll be a mid-relief pitcher. They'll find something to do with him. Um, I don't know, dude. He's he's good. You just have to – no, no. He just has to be healthy and rested. That's all. It's but The problem with Chris Sale and David Price are they're like – they're one of those like Jaguars or Ferraris. The high they're high maintenance vehicles, and you have to take care of them. And if they, and sometimes they need to sit for a couple games. You really have to nurse them. And but he is a those guys are killers if they're healthy. But uh, Mookie Betts is, you know, an MVP and just an all around badass. And can everyone was like, oh, you know, he hits in Boston. And you know, if you look at the splits, it's really not that different everywhere. He's just he's an incredible player and. 
Um, more importantly, he hits in the postseason, which a lot of Dodgers players don't really like doing. And so, well, the big fear. The big fear for me as a Red Sox fan is, you know, historically the 20th century started from 1900 to 1920. The Red Sox won four World Series, then traded Babe Ruth and never won again in the century. We then started the 21st century and from 2000 to 2020, the Red Sox have again won four World Series. But here at 2020, 100 years after the trading of Babe Ruth, the Red Sox are on the verge of trading their best player away. And as my brother has already said, you know, the curse of Mookie Betts, the curse of Mookie might be bigger. You know, we could go another, you know, we could go up. We could, that might be it for the Red Sox in the 21st century. Now, I also say at 48, having four Red Sox, six <laughs> Patriots, a Syracuse National Championship, a Celtics, a recent Celtics, a recent Bruins, like I'm 48. I'm good. I've often I've joked about retirement often on this show, especially if Brady becomes a Raider or a Charger. Like I was thinking, if Brady actually becomes a Raider or a Charger, cheese, I can't I can't root against him. He gave me six titles. He's brought me so much joy. I couldn't root against him. Well, you have to come out and check out the new SoFi Stadium just off LAX Century Boulevard, or the new or the new Vegas Stadium. Maybe you'll meet me there. Yep, just off Henderson Boulevard, just south <laughs> the south side of the Strip. It's actually an incredible location as far as Vegas goes. I mean, you are, I mean, probably a really, even with a high spiked inflated Uber ride, 22 bucks, regular rate, seven. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's ridiculous. You could walk. You could walk. It's that close. Um, and I think, you know, I think everyone hates Tom anyway. So just put him in a Raiders. Just make it official. Put him in a Raiders, black and silver, and then let him go eight and eight the rest of his career. Yes. That's what I would like to see as a Super Bowl champion, speaking to an, a former Super Bowl champion, current to former. You are. Uh, by the way, we are the two. Like, look, we're. it's like I'm uh, 19. I mean, you know, I'm 18. You're season 19. And uh, we do it all again. Belichick and Reed will lace them up in about a month again. And we'll start OTAs and the thing all starts over. Uh, we're a few days away from uh, the trucks rolling out for spring training. And the Royals and the yeah. Red Sox. No, I, I just uh, bought my... 2020 Royal Spring Training Hat Edition, um, just a few hours ago, actually. They were released earlier today. They're usually a limited run, so I wanted to get on it quick before my size was sold out. Luckily. And by the way, you know, usually as we, we do the show, Sheezer does a little segment called, you know, his ball of the ball of the week, ball of the show. He does it, and I'll tell you, he doesn't know this, but the ball of this week was the Super Bowl 54 game ball. Sheezer, you won the Super Bowl congratulations thank you thank you um because you know for a while i thought you guys were going <laughs> but you got back up it was really something you know what i mean it looked de- it looked dire yeah you know, down by 10 but you won by 11 field hank Tr- hank uh, stram style there in the good old-fashioned chief's way and uh like a chinese uh, fire drill as he would say in nfl films uh and apparently travis kelsey invented the beer luge because he always apparently what he, he wanted to be a hockey player and so um or he was a hockey player growing up so he always wanted to drink beer out of the stanley cup so he can't do that with the trophy so he had someone hold it at an angle and then he poured beer down the super bowl trophy into his mouth so it was the uh the lombardi oh, luge well, I'll tell you term. you know it's like his brother his brother played for the eagles and they beat the patriots and he wore some crazy outfit 
to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, victory parade. I certainly hope uh, brother like brother, and you might have some real outfits from the Kelsey. Uh, from uh, you know, I hope that'd be fun. Oh, I'm sure they'll be. Uh, well, we'll find out tomorrow. I got as we're recording. Is it this, the game? The, the parade's tomorrow. Yeah, as we're recording this, the the parade is tomorrow on the Wednesday, uh, February fifth. It's supposed to snow a little bit. I've already seen pictures. My friends got tailored suits that are red and yellow. They look fantastic, <laughs> which is great because for the Royals parade in fifteen. Um, he had a tailored suit, white and blue, that was fantastic. So, uh, kudos to you, Billy. In fact, if you go to our, um, if you go to my Instagram page, John is here comedy. Uh, I posted a picture of Billy and his uh, Chiefs attire. So be sure and check that out. Um, Jeez, I, th- I think that's gonna do yeah. it. We, you, let me just say finally once more, congratulations Thank to you. you and Chiefs Kingdom. And I also want to say. You know, it, it just finally got in. I like this Chiefs kingdom more than all the, you know, it's Raider Nation, it's Patriot Nation. Like, you guys are a kingdom, even though I have no idea what that deals with Indian Chiefs. Like, Chiefs and like, Kings are different. Chiefs tribe, you know? Yeah, because you guys already have so much tribal. You guys, because by the way, you now that you're Super Bowl champs very soon, in the next three years, the Tomahawk Chop's probably going to go away. Just so you know. I don't know where they're going to yank. Just like Chief State. Wahoo, just like that Redskins thing, dude. It's it's cultural appropriation and hateful. So it's going to go. Do they do it in Washington? No, no, no. They just you Why? know they, they just have to, the name the Redskins. You know what I'm saying? I bet it's like, you if you look back in '91 when they're when they're winning, I bet you that you can find some tomahawk chopping. Nah, it's because it's a it's a Florida State thing that went to the Atlanta Braves, and then you guys picked it up. You know, it's 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 that. Okay, okay. And uh, they had the hail to they have the stupid hail to the Redskins song. Okay. Um, well, so. I'll close out with just to to the Chiefs fans listening, the the list um, that have been listening to the show for a while, the the ups and downs that we've gone through. Uh, Your winners. Your winners. The uh, you know, got to remember the old. You know, we got to we can never forget the Derek Thomases, the, the Christian Okoyes, the Duran Cherries. Um, Yes. You know, the Dan Saliamuas, the Tim Grunharts. These are the... The Elvis Gerbacks. The, the Nick Lowrys, the Steve The Bowen, Todd Blackledges. The Todd Blackledges. The, the one of, if not absolutely, the worst quarterback taken in the 84 draft. Um, the Alex Smith. And the list goes, the Matt Castles, as mentioned earlier. Scott Pioli. The, the Dante Halls. The Jamal Charles, the Bill Buckners. Oh, that was my team. Never mind. The Larry Johnsons. Actually, yeah. Forget about Larry Johnson. He was a piece of shit. And uh, by the way, to all you Chief fans out there, uh, when it comes this October and you're looking for a easy, you don't want to really dress up for Halloween. Just throw on your Super Bowl Chief Super Bowl championship sweatshirt or paraphernalia, mm-hmm. and when someone asks you what you're dressed as, say, "I'm a winner." Yeah. I'm a champion. That's your costume. You are Super Bowl champs, Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, all the whatever area roots for you guys. You're a Chiefs fan. You earned it. Congratulations to Ed Greer out there for beating his yes. girlfriend's girlfriend, Cleese 49ers. Uh, guys, if you're in the New York area, come Saturday nights, 9 o'clock to the book show at O'Keefe, 62 Court Street. Or if you're trying to open my comedy, you get five minutes. Sunday nights, 830 I'll be on the road in March. We'll be talking more about that. She's got any plugs? Very nice, very nice. Um, in a couple of weeks, actually, I'll be up at the Comedy Store. I'm going to be on the uh, Tuesday, March 3rd, the Roast Battle pre-show. 
They do, yeah. They do a comedy show before the roast battle starts, and so it's where I made my bones. It's a great, actually, it's an awesome show because it's you know it's packed out, and I think it's uh, like ten or twelve minute spot, something like that. Uh, but get there early. I think the show starts at ten sharp, uh, and usually the line starts at about nine, something like that. Uh, but that's March third at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room. That's around back uh, upstairs at the world famous Comedy Store, eighty four thirty three sunset um but yeah that's it for plugs for me follow us on twitter guys at sportsaholics that's of course with an x just like it says on the logo there on your uh screen and always a big thank you for listening subscribing you know and all that good stuff uh, you're a super bowl champ until next time and we've been sorry we've been off but cheetah didn't <laughs> want to talk to me because he didn't want to jinx it i didn't want uh, until yep. until next we meet i'm eric reno this is super bowl champion john sheezer and the chief's kingdom and this is a train whistle <laughs> stay obsessed everybody best, kelsey we got it the best tight end in the national football league you ready for this Travis Kelsey! Can you dig it? I, I just want to say I love y'all. I love this I love this team. Woo! I'm wearing about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. It's been a long time coming, because what did we do? We had to fight! For right to party. I don't know if you see this belt, but man, this belt got something on it. It's got the heavyweight champions of the world, baby. The heavyweight champions of the world. That memorial up there, I see everybody up there in that memorial. Don't nobody know we represent and honor every single veteran that went to war for us in World War One. What's good? What's good right here in the heart of America? Right here in the heart of America. 21 years. How about, how about that? I'm going to walk this wall. How about 21 years? Y'all know what that means? Everybody here is thinking, oh, that's when I can, you know what I mean, legally get a drink. Yeah. No, 21 years. That's how, that's how long it's just been turning for my guy Andy Reid. Mm, it's just been turning and turning and turning. And what we do, what we do, we unleash a can of whoop ass on everybody. 24 nothing. I ain't trying to hear it. Down 10. I ain't trying to hear it. Fourth quarter, six and whatever left on the clock. Down 10. We got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, baby. How about Sammy Watkins? Woo! How about Damian Williams? Woo! How about my dog, 5'5", five, five, and he ain't offsides, motherfucking Frank Clark! What's good? This is the most beautiful scene I've ever witnessed in my life. I love this city to death. I promise you, from here to the end, 
I cherish every moment with y'all. And I promise you, everybody here feels the exact same way. I talked to El Presidente Mark Donovan. He made sure it was okay with the, the Rudd, I mean, the Clark family, everybody involved. Because of this season, because of y'all, every single touchdown, every single point we score at Arrowhead is going to end with the anthem. And y'all got to help me say it right here, one last time for 2019-2020 World Champions. You got to fight for your right to party. Believe it. I love y'all. about what you guys decided to wear for this game what what is this the first thing talking about your family what does this mean to your father um well it's been a long time 50 years and of course the super bowl was so linked to my dad in terms of his career um you know starting the afl which eventually led to the creation of the game and everything he did associated with naming it and giving it the roman noobles and so forth but i know what he would have been happiest about is winning it for our fans uh, our family certainly thought a lot about him today but he would have been thinking about our fans. What about the head coach that you have and how long he has waited to finally put that one finger in the air and now he's a Super Bowl champion? Yeah, well, well Andy was already a Hall of Famer in my book and uh, he'll go down as one of the greatest coaches in the game, but so, so great for him to get a Super Bowl victory. And uh, I'm hopeful that he's got a few, few more to go. Last one is, your quarterback is, in a lot of people's mind, the future face of not just football but professional sports in America. What is it like to be an owner of that and for your city of Kansas City? Well, I think I could speak on behalf of Kansas City and say we all feel very blessed to have Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Not only is he one of the best athletes I've ever seen, but he's an equally great person, and he does so much in the community, and we're just very lucky to have him as a leader. Go enjoy this. We're going to. Thank you. <laughs>